0: This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright.
1: Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith Weekly Devotional, sent out every Friday. You can find a link in this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode's description. Bishop, when I read this week's devotional, you wrote about range range of motion. Jesus's way of stretching and reaching for us and St. Paul who keeps his eye on the prize, if you will, and the imagery of of St. Paul running towards that. And that's a lot. That's a lot to to wrestle with. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a great imagery for us to say this is how we should be as Christians. And I'm wondering if you have any ideas of, of what that actually looks like. How do we keep our eye on the prize and what is the prize?
0: So let me tell you a little bit about where this comes from. So, you know, I mean, God is all around and everywhere. And so I find myself sort of doing mundane things in life, just like everybody else. And then things occur to me like, wow, that really speaks to me of who God is, how God functions. And so recently I've been going to physical therapy. I've had some problems with some pain in my neck. And so the doctor prescribed physical therapy. And uh, it's been it's been phenomenal. And, and one of the things that the uh, the physical therapist told me was is that his job was really to restore range of motion to me, right? I, I realized over the years the particular way I've been holding my neck and holding my shoulders has decreased my range of motion. Now, that's all he had to say. Then my sort of <laughs> mind goes racing uh, it, you know, into into how did that connects. and And then I realized that that's what we're saying when we're saying, that God is matchless in power and and peerless in scope, span, and sweep of love. What we're saying is is that that God has an amazing ability to to sort of amazing range of motion, if you will, and that God's uh, range of motion is not limited. Um, And and then what happens to us as we get older is is that uh, we begin to atrophy and we begin to lose uh, muscle strength and flexibility, and so, if we're not careful, we will lose a uh, range of motion, spiritual range of motion, um, range of motion in terms of compassion and generosity and those sorts of things. And so, then I began to think of Jesus as a physical therapist. And 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 by physical therapy, what does Jesus prescribe? I mean, to help us keep our range of motion and to you know even extend our range of motion, he gives us the gift of prayer. Uh, he gives us the gift of uh, of intimacy and access uh, and access to God he gives us this notion of what a uh, an other centered life should look like. He gives us this notion of freedom uh because we're beloved uh, uh, of god he gives us this uh, range of motion in terms of uh, our belonging to a human family and not just one small segment uh, of uh of our, our cultural racial or ethnic family and so I think that when I'm when I'm talking about range, I'm talking about who God is and the exercises that Jesus gives us so that we can keep our range of motion and thereby reach the world that God loves.
1: So I'm I'm gonna harp in on the things that decrease our range of motion. <laughs> You know, all of that stuff, the great stuff like prayer, uh, giving us access to God, giving us freedom. So when we do our exercises, it creates in us some nimbleness and flexibility and, and giving us further range. But what are some things that we can do unintentionally to decrease our range? How do we limit that?
0: Yeah, I think you know we talked some weeks. We talked a week ago about um, our giving ourselves over to political partisanship. I think we can we reduce our range of motion when we decide to see the world through only one lens. Uh, we reduce our range of motion when we think uh, of ourself always and primarily. We reduce our range of motion, um, you know, when we decide that we don't need to know anything more about God. When we, when we lose our curiosity or we, or we decide to, to, to not continue to be curious about who God is. Uh, we lose our range of motion when we uh, decide to bear a grudge and not do the work of forgiveness. Um, we, we lose our range of motion when we decide to not respect the word. You know, when we say respect, that's based on the, the root word of re to see again. Um, we lose our range of motion. So in some ways, just to sort of be us, uh, in a regular sort of life scenario, you know, we run the risk of losing our range of motion. This is why Jesus, our physician, our, our physical therapist is always inviting us to think about neighborliness in broad terms, to think about generosity and audacious terms, to think about sharing in terms of radical hospitality, to think about a life without contempt, for neighbor, to think about a life secure in the love of God, no matter your worst day or worst decision. So, so that's the kind of stuff that, that can increase our range. And if we are sort of about the business of increasing our range, what I find is, is that we sort of increase our reach uh, out to other kinds of people because we have a better estimation of who we are and our temptation to be small. And so, you know, as, as, as one very wise person has said, you know, you got to give up smallness, Um, if you're going to want to sort of be a companion with Jesus. And so, you know, this conversation about range of motion helps us to not let the muscles get small or, or tight or restricted, but rather, as you said, keep nimble. I mean, it's, you know, Jesus is sort of the yoga master for us. Um, he gives us all these stretching exercises, which are going to lengthen life for us.
1: So when I think of Saint. Paul and I think of this this passage specifically, I always think of the imagery of a marathon that yeah. you know we're training for the race of our life. And sometimes I wonder if we forget where we're actually going. You know, <laughs> like I, everybody knows that you have to prepare and 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 exercise and train and what that might look like. and some people choose to do it, some people don't. Yet sometimes I think we forget that there is indeed a finish line. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It was just kind of like a, an idea that came to mind. But
0: Well, I mean, what I love about Scripture is, is that, see, you and I are reading the same piece and, and, and different words jump out to us. So Paul is talking about keeping his eye on the goal, right? And that we're running after Jesus, who is our pioneer and perfecter, right? So he's talking about all that, you know, and so goal is certainly there. Um, my mind runs immediately to reaching, Right. Which is the this, this stretching notion. Um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I'm not as bad as I was yesterday, but I'm not as good as I'll be day after tomorrow. You know, so there's always this notion of um, you and I are growing, developing. We are reaching out. And the goal, of course, for us is to look more like Jesus, to resemble Jesus more and more and more. Uh, some people just say to themselves in their own personal theology, oh, I'll never be Jesus. And so they stop the training altogether. They stop the stretching exercises altogether. I'll never be Jesus. And I don't want to down cross, you know, outside the city center. So, you know, what's the exercise for me? I'll just sort of keep Jesus as a, you know, private lucky rabbit's foot. Well, that's missed the entire point of the whole thing. The thing is that as we walk alongside of Jesus, we are being stretched. As we put our footsteps in his footsteps, it stretches us to see one another differently, to see ourselves Differently, And yes, the goal is for us to look more like Jesus than we did tomorrow than we do today. That's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal, right? I mean, it's just, that's just what it is. Usain Bolt is the fastest man in the world. Usain Bolt gets up every morning and stretches and trains and runs. Where is he going? He's already broken all the records. But for him now, it's life. It's just life right? is not only to have used his body to get him to great heights, you know, athletically, but it is also to maintain his body and now to also present himself as an inspiration to others uh, as to what hard work can do for you. What, you know, sort of using a gift and lengthening it and stretching it and deepening it, where that can take you. And so I think that's who we are. Our goal is not our own. Our goal is, is that if in some small way by my reaching out, stretching towards the goal, uh, can make a difference in somebody else's life, then my living is not in vain. So it's, you know, remember, God never cooks a meal for one person. Remember, so every committed life is just a stone, you know, in a pond that creates ripples. And so as I stretch, I hope to God that I'm increasing somebody else's desire to want to stretch or ability to stretch, or maybe they'll stretch a bit further. I certainly know that I'm here talking to you right now because of the benefit of other people stretching towards Christ in their life in plain view of me. So I saw them stretch, right? And it, I mean, so uh, again, I've uh, talked about C.T. Vivian, who was a great sort of a counselor to Dr. King and to be in close proximity to him and to hear him stretch out on this notion of Christian love as the medicine for uh, rabid bigotry and race violence is extraordinary to me. So to see him stretch, I, and I realize what he, his obstacles and his opposition, and then I look at my own life, and then I'm encouraged by his example to stretch. And so I, I think that we've got, to, we've got to think about not only ourselves, but we've got to think about you know, other people. Um, there are no private Christians. I don't buy it at all. Uh, that's, that's just narcissism decorated you know, with, a, with a cross hanging from its neck. Uh, you and I belong to each other. My witness belongs to you. Your witness belongs to me. We, we are together in this thing. Uh, the only way I can know what it means to follow Jesus Christ is because I do it with other people. And so, and so this is what I I think is, is this range that you and I are supposed to be participating in. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a gift is what it is. And what I love about it is, is that, you know, as I am stretching and exercising, I know that I'm not alone. There are people to my left and right doing the very same things. And so that is the connected tissue for real fellowship. I know that Melissa's somewhere stretching. I'm here stretching. Easton is somewhere stretching. And together, we get to talk about that. And that forges us really into something beautiful, uh, at least in Jesus's imagination.
1: All right. Well, let's talk more about Usain Bolt when we get back after a very short break.
0: If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright.
1: Welcome back to four people with Bishop Rob Wright. Bishop, before we took a break, we were talking, you were talking a little bit about Usain Bolt and just the beauty and the dedication and the commitment of that fine athlete who is a shining example of what runners can be. And it got me thinking about all of the pain in the world and the pain associated with working out, exercising. And in fact, it's necessary for us to grow. And so I'm wondering if you can kind of speak into or speak to folks who are feeling pain who have, who have fallen off the wagon, who feel like they can't get back on it or start training again because of some of the things that they've experienced in life. Any thoughts or words of wisdom for them?
0: Well, I don't have any wisdom at all. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> sort of tell you. I mean, I'll sort of tell you about some stuff as I've been stretching and listening and thinking about this thing. I mean, I think what's fascinating to me about that is, is that, you know, two kinds of ideas of pain come immediately to mind, right? So they're, so remember, I went to the physical ther- therapist because I was experiencing pain, right? And so stretching is the medicine for pain, right? And so I think we've got to remember that because what we're tempted to do in pain is to give up, right? And that just compounds uh, the problem. We do nothing, right? Um, so, there, so it's pain that sends us to the doctor. Right. And so and the, and the doctor didn't say, well, Rob, what I need you to do is to sit in a comfy chair with a nice warm blanket and all shall be well. No, what he did was he gave me a battery of exercises. And so what he what he connected for me was is that the pain was coming actually because uh, the muscles have seized and are restricted. And so what he was really trying to do was uh, he was trying to honor my pain because my pain was giving voice to something that was going wrong. And so, and so, and, and so the, the cure for that was to restore range of motion, motion in my thoracic spine area, right? To give you too much information. So, but, but what's fascinating about me is, so, so the pain that we're experiencing is not the last word for the Christian, right? The pain that we're experiencing uh, then sends us to the doctor. And then what we've got to do then is follow the course. Uh, and so there, that, that's number one. And so I want to say that the pain that we're feeling right now uh, is legitimate. The pain of loss and grief and disorientation, the suffering that is happening is legitimate. And so it's real, right? There's no cute way to to get around it. It's real. What we maintain as, as people of God, as we, what we maintain as followers of Jesus is, is that our pain is real, but Jesus is more real. In other words, that Jesus can work with that pain to wring something out of it, to increase our range of motion. The truth of the matter is is that when you and I have experienced pain and loss, it tenderizes our heart. It increases in us a range of motion to be able to empathize and sympathize with other human beings. right? And so there is is an upside to this. I don't want pain. I don't want any more pain, and I don't want pain for people. But the truth of the matter is, is that pain ends up becoming a means, a mechanism for you and I to acknowledge what is actually real, and that is that you're a human, I'm a human, uh, and our pain can bind us together in ways uh that we previously perhaps were not bound together. We had a priest commit suicide in the Diocese of Atlanta, which is tragic and terrible and I got a chance to be with her parents um and in in part of the homily that I gave there. Uh, what i said was is that this this terrible event uh has made us belong to one another in ways now that we had never belonged to each other previously and that was because of the pain and then the course that's prescribed for us in pain and that and that course is for us to give ourselves to one another for us to console one another to draw strength one another but it doesn't stop there with that immediate that sort of immediate group of people who are grieving it extends out now you and i have new capacity new range to begin to extend ourselves empathy and sympathy to all kinds of people not only people who are uh who have lost a loved one because of suicide but now to people who know what loss is uh and so this is the this is the sort of wild genius of god in this is is that you know um God does not want for us a sedentary spirituality. God wants actually quite the opposite, is for us to have more range. So we grew up in certain places and we sort of grew up with family of origins and all those things are lovely, but they're only the starting place, right? We should be expanding uh, because God is inviting us into God's viewpoint. And God's viewpoint is big and audacious. Uh, And he says, join me. And to do that, uh, we're going to have to get on our exercises.
1: Come on. I can, I, you know, this is a big deal for me because I know there are so many hurting folks who have given up on their faith, who have given up on church. And I can't help but wonder if the church is actually the the folks that the trainer, you know, uh, the trainer who helps us increase our flexibility, but The goal is just to get back in the saddle and just stretch, stretch, stretch. That might look like prayer, might look like a number of different things that you were talking about earlier. I'm grateful for all of this imagery.
0: Yeah, I I can tell you that the best, I mean, I I was a high school athlete and then I I was a search and rescue diver in the Navy. and I can tell you that one common theme for me in all of that was people who asked me to go a half step more. The people who asked me to go a half step more, not because they did, they were callous to my uh, to my condition, but because they actually cared for me. They saw more in me than I saw in myself. Those are the people who asked me to stretch a bit, uh, and I think that that is that is an image of Jesus. I think is is a is a really is a gift for us, right? Jesus is not asking us to sort of you know come out here and flounder, or by Jesus asking us to stretch, that's not a condemnation. Uh, to where we already uh, presently are but it, it's it's an incredible vote of confidence that 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 we are loved and that God sees in us a capacity that we don't see in ourselves and he's saying you know it's almost like what he says to um to Peter you know step out of the boat come on join me and walk on the water i mean that's a stretch in scripture so so i invite people to go back to scripture and in, in various stories and look at the stretch you know, to the to the guys who wanted to stone a woman caught in uh caught in adultery. Uh the stretch there was is that, okay, you know, whoever is without you know sin, throw the first stone. That's a stretch. That's a stretch to see, to see this, the commonality of sin and that we all need mercy and redemption. So, so Jesus is a great trainer. Um, but I, I think we're gonna we have to decide that we want Jesus to be our trainer and that we want new range of motion. Maybe right? that's our part of it. That I I realize that perhaps I, I need a course of exercise that's going to, to to make me live out the words that I that I pray,
1: Bishop. When I think of Jesus as trainer, I'm also reminded that we've been welcomed into that that work um, as Jesus's hands and feet in the world. And so, listeners, I'd really like to encourage and invite you that if you know someone who um, who could use stretching, that means your friends, it means your church family, it means people that you notice and recognize as beloved children of God. If they could use encouragement, would you share this episode with them? I'm not trying to be capitalistic and get people to share this because I think this episode or this podcast is awesome. But I do want to encourage folks to know that this is a resource that we can use to help others stretch fully and reach more towards Jesus, because that's what the church is. We're brothers and and sisters and siblings in Christ um, doing this work together. So with that, Bishop, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners?
0: Um, You know, all I could say is, is that uh, I just invite people in your devotional time to to really pray about the areas where you might need to stretch. Uh, Our bodies find defaults. uh, Our bodies um, get settled in particular positions, and they may not always be beneficial for us and may not be beneficial for our long-term health. And so uh, I I wonder if, if there's a particular spiritual muscle group, let's call it, that that has um, that has become weak or atrophied a bit, or is not as uh, robust as it used to be. Uh, what is it? And 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 let us consult both our Book of Common Prayer and Scripture about what's a, what's a course of of therapy for that. Um, the good news is is that uh, you know taking this seriously and and figuring this out uh, really can bring us the joy uh, that we need to pierce the discontent that sort of afflicts so many of us. Uh, And so it's as simple as feeding somebody else. It's as simple as caring for somebody. It's as simple as visiting somebody. It's as simple as writing notes of good cheer and encouragement. It's as simple as all of that. Um, uh, But at the end of the day, it's about you and I uh, stretching towards a, a world that God loves and gave his son for.
1: Bishop, thank you. And listeners, thank you for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we look forward to being back with you next week.